if you've got an order in, we cannot honor that price due to acts of God. We're not going to honor it. And so you're looking at 10, 15% increase immediately. In 30 days, the cost could go up 75%. And at that point, they can't afford to do the project for what they originally quoted. Welcome to The Outfall, where we share the backstories about our water world. This is Robert. You know, I asked a contractor a couple weeks ago, why are pipe costs continuing to rise? Simple question, right? Well, the answer was not what I expected. Today, we are going behind the scenes and learn firsthand why. So I'm Justin Jones. I'm a pre-construction engineer at Harper General Contractors. And I'm lucky I get to talk to a lot of different people, owners, engineers, trade partners of ours, subcontractors and suppliers, basically just coordinate with everybody how to make a, a project happen within the owner's budget. This story actually started with a conversation I had with Justin. He is on the front lines on pricing, procuring, and building water and wastewater infrastructure. Really, when COVID started, factories and plants and mining facilities started to shut down to protect workers and countries started to close their borders. The United States buys a lot of material from abroad. So as these countries started to shut down, the supply chain started to get limited and strained. And then thankfully, and a blessing for us in the construction world and, and engineering world and water and wastewater, construction and water wastewater engineering has continued throughout COVID, never stopped. So the demand has maintained a steady flow while supply has been really low. So what we're seeing is supply not being able to catch up to demand and that's causing all the costs to go up across all markets. I mean, we're seeing it with, with steel, uh, for buildings, but pipe especially is super volatile right now because most of our ductile iron pipe comes from abroad. And with tariffs and COVID, that market has been hit really hard and can't meet the demand that's currently out there. Suppliers can't hold their costs for, you know, sometimes more than five days. And normally it used to be we would be able to bid a job and hold our pricing for 30 days we would expect our trade partners to hold their pricing for 30 days. And we've been told by a lot of trade partners that they just can't do that anymore because in 30 days, the cost could go up 75%. And at that point, they can't afford to do the project for what they originally quoted. Justin is in a different world than what I do. And I love learning about some of the constraints contractors face on a daily basis. Contractors like Harper are changing how they think and execute projects. There is so much demand and so little supply out there that orders can't be fulfilled as quickly as they used to be. It used to be where we could order pipe, you know, and have it in a few weeks. And now for certain sizes, um, certain fittings, some of that pipe and material may not show up on the job site for 18 weeks. So the way you plan a construction schedule now is not, all right, let's go do pipe first while we wait on the treatment equipment. It's going to be, you know, you start the treatment equipment and then you're doing pipe maybe second in line in the project schedule. So that, that's been the challenge. After talking with Justin, I understood a little bit more about the challenges a contractor faces in this current construction environment, but we wanted to learn a little bit more about why some of the cost of pipe continues to increase. So we talked with a pipe distributor. My name is Mac Harmon. 
and uh, I work with Ferguson Waterworks, which is a distributor of underground utilities. Really the start of the market kind of getting into a, a little bit of a, a craziness was Hurricane Laura that hit Louisiana in August of 2020. So what happened then? So Hurricane Laura hit Louisiana and shut down some resin plants. There are some very large resin plants in Louisiana and in Texas. And along with that, I believe it's there's another large resin supplier in the Midwest that simultaneously had production issues totally unrelated to the hurricane that also caused them to shut down and have less resin. And so that was the beginning of pretty significant price increases in the PVC market, anything related to resin. When you say significant, what what is significant in your mind? The term, I, I had not been familiar with this term, but this term started after the Hurricane Laura is force majeure, which is essentially basically unable to honor contracts or previously agreed upon pricing due to acts of God, hurricanes, nature, right? So you're talking about orders that we had in the system where now you're having uh, resin plants and PVC manufacturers declaring force majeure, basically saying, if you've got an order in, we cannot honor that price due to acts of God. We're not going to honor it. And so you're looking at 10, 15% increase immediately that we're now faced on material that we have quoted to our contractors, contractors have quoted to owners, developers, general contractors, and they're expected to hold that price where we can no longer buy the material at that price. It's been extremely difficult to go to your customers and say, hey, I can no longer, I I can't even buy this material at the price that I quoted you for this project. I'll tell you, since that August timeframe, when that first increase happened, uh, the increases continued to come in and they continue to come in as recent as last week. Pricing has continued to go up. It has not fallen. Uh, we're talking about over double the price uh, of PVC. So uh, where you may be for eight inch sewer pipe at $3 and change for eight inch PVC sewer pipe, you're now at six, six and a half, seven dollars a foot. So you're over double the cost now almost a year later. And it did cause a run in other markets, but it, it wasn't the pricing that led to that. So what happened was, from what I see in the market, is that you had this shortage and you continue to have issues with resin plants. So uh, as recently as March of this year, a resin plant in Texas, Formosa, declared force majeure again. Uh, they had flooding in Texas and their plant was shut down. You're looking at a year post shutdown from COVID, multiple issues with resin plants. Now you're looking at material shortages. So pricing has become an issue, but beyond that, availability is now a a very serious issue. We deal with three to four very large manufacturers uh, for PVC where we get our material from. And at least one of those has now stopped accepting new orders. Wow. Uh, they're, They're just trying to keep up with their backlog. And so, with that, they are also focusing on some of their larger, more profitable runs. So when you look at a lot of 
service lines for sewer are four inch SDR 35. Well, four inch is not a huge money maker. You know, it's small diameter pipe. It's usually not large quantities. These manufacturers are not running that material. It's simply not available. So sure, now you're moving into, okay, well, if we can't get PVC, let's get ductile, right? So the ductile market uh, really has just started to get affected in the past probably two to three months uh, where they've had a lot more demand and it's been difficult to keep up with that demand. It's sort of slowly hit, but now it has become an issue. So where we were really ductile, getting ductile was not an issue. You could get it pretty quickly. You know, you're looking at maybe a week, two weeks. Uh, we're looking at 30 to 45 days plus on deliveries. Wow. What was and it before? Really, it was available as, you know, they had a pretty good stockpile in the yard, maybe two weeks uh, okay. for larger orders. I do not think there's a product that I provide to my customers that has not had at least one. Most of them have had at least two increases uh, throughout the last year, at least two increases. So you're talking about PVC, but there's so many other, there's so many other things, ductile iron fittings, PVC fittings, uh, copper, uh, accessory packs, mega lugs, uh, everything has really been touched. And it's sort of like Newton's law, right? Every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. So every time there's an issue with one item, you see a demand spike for another and you just run into issues with that, with that item. Another good example of that is ductile iron fittings. Import fittings have become very expensive and also very hard to get as well. A couple things that impacted that. India has had a recent spike in their COVID outbreaks. A lot of ductile iron import fittings come from India and a lot come from China. Um, so India has had a slowdown in their production. China has had a lot of shortages in shipping uh, containers. So the containers, the availability to get material over here has been severely impacted. Uh, the manufacturers in the states that were buying from China. And so uh, about four months ago, we had, and really it was across the board, all distributors had an immediate, about a 35% increase in import fittings and also an availability issue. Well, that put a run on, on domestic, mm. right? So in turn, domestic fittings have gone up. We've had increases in domestic fittings, but now we're also having material shortages in domestic fittings. Increases are immediate when they come out. You know, it's an immediate increase. Does this surprise you? Would you have thought some of this would have been, by now, kind of worked its way through the system? Or? I certainly thought that it would have calmed down by now. I mean, we honestly thought that we were starting to see a little bit of a correction in the PVC market a couple of months ago. Uh, you know, we had stopped getting as, hadn't had an increase in about a month and a half. Uh, it seemed like maybe they're starting to catch up. And then uh, early May, that Formosa declared force majeure again. So everything sort of started over. Immediately we got increases and it, it has continued. And I think that fortunately we're going to see the biggest impacts, the hardest time getting material over the next three to four months. All right, so I'm going to have you put on your future hat, right? 
and sure. uh, and hold you to it. No, I'm just joking. But yeah. All right. Well, where is this going? I mean, you're on the front lines. Where is this going for the next year? Sure. I would hope that once we get through hurricane season, if we make it through, uh, I'd like to think by the end of the year, uh, supply will start to catch up to some of the demand and you may start to see a correction. Eventually, you know, just competition will naturally correct the market. But I do think it'll probably be at least through the, the this year until we start to see that. We want to thank Justin and Mac for helping us learn a little more about construction and the pipe supply chain. For me, it was interesting to know how weather and freak events ultimately contributed to this shortage, which is sort of like, you know, what happened with the ongoing chip shortage? Chip production was disrupted by events, including a plant fire in Japan and freezing weather in Texas. A drought in Taiwan threatens to reduce chip production further since large amounts of water are used in the process. We all are interconnected more than we think, but at the end of the day, we are more resilient than we think we are too. Thanks again for listening to The Outfall. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at theoutfall.com. As always, we'd love to hear your comments. We have some great shows coming up. So if you enjoy our podcast, please help us and share the podcast with a friend. We'll see you next time.